How uh, how have you been through the uh, pandemic and all the quarantine? Um, I've just been kind of posted up. I was actually, I was actually dealing with like, uh, I mean, I don't know what it's like in comparison to coronavirus, but um, I actually got like some form of like a stomach bug that caused a bunch of ulcers in my stomach. So uh, I was posted up and in, uh, in uh, quarantine, sick the whole time. So it was. Uh, it was uh it wasn't that fun. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't really get to train through through the quarantine. Um, I did, however, manage to eat a lot of food. I uh, had some had a lot of ice cream, but other than that, no, I haven't been uh, doing much. Just been kind of keeping at home, hanging out. I mean, I guess it's probably a good time to get sick because everyone else is kind of in the same boat. You know, no one else is training, no one else is doing that stuff, so doesn't give them time to, to you know pass you or surpass you everyone's yeah, in the well, same boat yeah totally and well, well and also it was like a lot of people in the beginning they were kind of like hesitant on like we didn't really know what was going on if like people even wanted to train and everyone was kind of keeping to themselves so it was uh if there was a time to get something like this it definitely would have been this time so i mean it was like it kind of seems like now everyone's just starting to come together to start, you know, getting like training back going again, especially NBC, just because of you know how we've been doing with our cases out here. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess the timing couldn't have been better. <laughs> is uh, is the gym open up? I'm in Nova Scotia, so we're still a little bit behind. Uh, I know Nova Scotia's taking things super slow. What's it like in BC? Are the gyms open back back open? Are you training? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, like, for the most part, uh, most gyms are, like, back open now. There's still some, like, weird stuff with, like, people, like, there's, like, certain gyms that are doing, like, structuring where, like, you're not allowed to touch each other. And, I mean, it's kind of, like, it's kind of at the point where, it's like, if you're brave enough to go into the gym, I mean, like, if you're that worried about getting it, you probably shouldn't go back to the gym. I'm kind of just been, like, um, on the mend of things still, but um you know it seems like all the fighters they're kind of getting together but the recreational classes are kind of have to they have to kind of cater to a certain way uh just because of the fraser health uh uh health regulations and stuff so they um yeah it, it's obviously like being in bc it couldn't be better because obviously just the way we progressed in you know looking at places like you know nova scotia or ontario it's been a lot worse so i feel for you guys up there i hope you get your freedom back soon Oh man, I can't wait. I'm like, I've going, I've been by myself for, for most of it. So I now have my roommates back, but for the first month I was alone and it was brutal. Yeah, man. It's it just like, yeah, well, I guess, I guess looking back on it, there's little things like that you won't take for granted, you know, like being like, I went to the grocery store and I swear like during quarantine, people are so crazy that like, I almost got into a fit, like, this this crazy old man like try to get into a fist fight with me for not wearing a mask and i'm like man people have never been ballsier in their life like this quarantine's making people go crazy and oh, even yeah. myself i lost my marbles at one point i'm like man are we gonna die like i got like some like health anxiety shit i i, I worry about just because of like uh you know this this stomach virus i got and everything and i'm like man i don't want to get this and then you know just everyone was losing their mind for a bit but i think it's kind of like subsided now and you know, like they, I think they have kind of like labeled it as like, if you're obviously elderly, you know, it's a, it's definitely a dangerous virus for you to get. But I mean, at the end of the day, there's uh, 
there's so many dangerous things that we can catch on a regular everyday day basis and we can't shut down the entire world. I think it's just best that, you know, people that have to be around um, elderly people that, Hey, like you guys should be, you know, following whatever guidelines um, there, there are to make sure you're ensuring the safety. Like my girlfriend, she works in a, a retirement home. So, Every day I was just like, fingers crossed, nothing happens. Fingers crossed, nothing happens. Like she'd like have a little cough going. I'm like dripping her with like D-propolis, giving her vitamin C, sending her off to work, just all vitamined up, you know, probably. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's it's all mainly in senior homes anyway here. So I think that, like you said, I think that's the best protocol. You can't shut down everything. Sports are shut down. The economy shut down. Everything's shut down. So Hopefully they open things back up. As for you, I mean, you're on a four-fight winning streak now. What do you think it'll take to to get a UFC shot or a shot at Bellator, one of these big organizations? I'm actually on a five-fight win streak, too. There it is, five. (laughs) And and it's like, yeah, like, so I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but, like, we did get an offer from something at the beginning of the year, but it's kind of been – it's just kind of been like a weird year for me. So like I finished my fight in July and then uh, I, I was still keeping on training because I had a feeling, I just had a feeling that someone was going to pull up for the UFC Vancouver card at 135. And I noticed there was like a whole lineup of like four different matchups. Um, so I stayed training. I went out to Montreal. Uh, I was training out there and, I started to get like these symptoms of like a concussion or something like that. And I didn't really know what it was from. Uh, I I didn't know if it was like a concussion. I didn't know what it was, but then I was like, Oh, whatever. I'm just going to pull through it, pull through it. And then uh, I was getting like these crazy headaches. And then I got to the point where like, I went for a run one day and I I, like threw up and um yeah, so I was supposed to fight Chad and Hellinger for the Rise FC Bantamweight title in, I think, uh, October of last year, I think October. And then I had, to, I had to withdraw from the fight just because my symptoms weren't allowing me to train. Like, I couldn't do anything. Um, I was just doing physiotherapy and uh, pretty much staying at home for, like, three, four months. And then I get healthy. And I'm like, okay, time to get a fight going. I am it's go time. I'm I'm in game mode now. And then three weeks later, the entire world shut down. And then I'm back at home for three or four months. And I'm like, why? And then I got this like this stomach thing. And I was like, man, what is going on? Like my luck this year has just been kind of uh, it hasn't been the best. But um, I know with like my manager Jason House and and all the guys at Iridium Sports, I mean they have the ability to get me to where I want to go. So I have, I had the best team in the world on it as far as, you know, that communication directly with Sean Shelby, with Dana White. Um, you know, there was, there was an interest that Bra- uh, that brave FC was looking at me as well. Um, we were actually, I was in contact with them not even too long ago. Um, uh, so that, that was an interest as as well i mean if if it wasn't the ufc because kind of the narrative from what i understood is that basically the ufc to get to get in right now they're not just signing random guys for contracts like they want you to come in if it's a short notice replacement 
If not, they put you through the Contender Series, and the Contender Series is kind of their new platform to see if you qualify, you know, whatever whatever they think you qualify for the UFC. Um, I mean, I was expecting to be on it uh, the summer of last year. I mean, I was seeing these guys with, you know, five and one records, six and two records. Um, you know, I saw one guy on there who, who had four fights, and I'm like, like, you know, with guys that are just completely like, you know, I'll do all due respect to that guy for making to four and oh, but like you fought nobody, you know what I mean? Where like my last guy fought a guy, uh, the last guy I knocked out, he beat a guy who got signed to the UFC. I mean, like it didn't work out for him because he got caught for being a racist, but still, uh, so, like uh, that's a whole different topic. Uh, but you know, and then before that, I fought, um, Gabe Sagman, who's like one of the toughest dudes in Canada at 135 that no one knows about. Uh, previous to that, you know, and, and like the guys that you that you see having success, like Adam McDougal, um, Gabe Sagman. I've jumped up 15 pounds and fought a ex Bellator guy and and cho- and choked him out. I I have eight wins and only uh, one decision win. You know, I'm finishing people. I finished Michael Hay for the unified bantamweight title. I mean. I, as far as Canada, I've won the BFL title, you know, so I'm like, I was kind of looking, I was like, all right, well, the third belt will be the charm. That's what will get me in. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just, uh, I'm, I, 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 I think I like really try to rush it a lot because I'm like, I know where my skill set's at. I know why I, I believe my skill set deserves to be. But at the end of the day, like, you know, the longer I wait, like, even though I haven't been able to train that much, like, you know, I, I get to work on, you know, maybe things from the, the mental aspect of fighting and, you know, being able to take this time to just kind of like sit and reflect. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I'm just going to be ready for when my opportunity comes. And that's all I can control, man. I can't control Dana. I mean, I, I, I was shouting them out every, second day after i won my last fight i was you know private messaging them i i lost my marbles and like dana white put me in there i'm ready like this guy's never gonna see my my messages you know so i'm just gonna let my team take care of that and uh you know once i'm healthy get back to training get back to the swing of everything and my time will come when are you looking to get back in there i know you're just getting back into it i think you had your second workout in months today or was it yesterday that you had it um, yeah. Is, is there a timeline to when we can expect to see you uh, fighting either in an octagon or a ring or on a mat? <laughs> yeah, like, um, I'm just kind of taking it how, it go, how you know, how my body, basically my doctors, they basically told me that, you know, we're just going to keep playing it by ear. It's kind of a day by day process. Um, uh, they basically told me that, you know, once you feel and your your body feels like it's ready to respond to training um you're basically back at it i mean normally i would i would try to hide these things and like you know not be as as uh, vocal about it but i mean these these bantamweights have a lot of catching up to do anyways so i mean it's uh it's it's a very unfortunate i'm not able to train right now but for me i think the biggest thing that i've struggled with throughout my career is just being in the right place mentally. I've never gone out there and quit in a fight, but sometimes maybe my my thought process or my approach to life and, and, and to, to fighting has 
been skewed at times. Like I've, I've maybe focused on the wrong things when I should have just been focused on one thing. So it's really, this time has kind of helped me to just be able to get my priorities straight, get my life in order, get, um, you know, take care of some things that I've been putting off. You know, I've been able to spend a lot of time with my girlfriend, been able to spend a lot of time with my family throughout this thing, which is something like I'm always on the go. I'm always just driving to training, driving, you know, to go coach and then come back home and I eat and I go to sleep, you know, and, and, uh, it's kind of allowed me to take that break. That was kind of much needed to just, you know, be kind of just be a regular human again for a bit, which is, uh, you know, in the beginning I hated it, but it's not, it's not too bad of a thing. You know what I mean? It's like at the end of the day, um, there's a lot more to life than just fighting. So that's one thing I'm trying to have to learn right now. So a lot of the guys on the Contender Series and, and the Ultimate Fighter tend to be Americans or Brazilians. What do you think it'll take for Canada to really, I mean, obviously we have some high-level Canadian talent, George St. Pierre, Rory McDonald. But what do you think it'll take to have hundreds of Canadians on the UFC roster like you see with Brazil and the U.S.? Well, I think, well, I think one of the biggest things that kind of has hurt the Canadian market, I mean, like, like when George St. Pierre was around, there was just that face that people could correlate to. There was like the Anderson, Anderson Silva was the face for Brazil. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we've been kind of just missing that standout face that's been like, okay, well, we need to draw um, the market back to Canada. I mean, really the closest thing we had is my boy Tristan Connolly when he stepped up on six days notice in Vancouver and the, you, you know what I mean? Like everyone now knows who Tristan is, which is like, the guy's the biggest dork in the world, and he's just he's he's gotten so famous from you know stepping up when like Tristan just he's an animal he's an absolute animal he's a one of a kind human being no one else in the world it would have worked out for him but Tristan's mind is just so strong so I mean anyone that gets in the cage with Tristan is just gonna have problems just because of the guy's mindset he is mentally probably the strongest fighter I have ever met in my life. They just, there's nothing that phases them. Like, like, I got to tell you something. He's telling me, like, he's, he's, I'm watching, I'm watching this fight get announced. Uh, Tristan Connolly versus Michelle Pereira. I'm watching Michelle Pereira knock all these dudes out. I'm like, oh man, like, okay, Tristan, yeah, we can do this, man. We can do it. He calls me, I'm just going to get him tired. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to grind on him. He's going to fade. He's going to, I'm like, yeah, 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 for sure, man, for sure. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. And then me and Jeremy Kennedy were watching this fight happen, and we're like, we kind of thought he lost his marbles when he's telling us the story. And it's folding out the exact way he's telling me. I'm like, this dude is a better manifester than anyone I have ever met in my life. So, um, you know, I think Tristan could be a guy. Cole Smith could be a guy, you know, that, uh, you know, Cole's just bouncing back from his first loss. That guy's an animal, and anyone at 135 is in trouble. So, I think it just takes people having a face to relate to that 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 demographic, you know, from Canada, you know, having George St. Pierre from Brazil, having Anderson Silva, you know, uh, Conor McGregor representing Ireland. You know what I mean? So I think um, I think uh, look, I'm watching Roy McDonald win a title right now. Look, look at that. Um, but uh you know what I mean? So I think it's just a matter of having that face that people yeah. can relate to. Um, and if I get in there, I will definitely become that face of Canada. 100%. I think, 
I think even like Felicia Spencer had a crazy fight two weeks ago. Had she had pulled off that upset, I think it would have really done a lot for Canadian MMA. For um, sure. Really, yeah. I mean, obviously, Amanda Nunes is a is a special fighter that uh, it's going to take someone special to beat. But uh, had I don't want to fight Amanda Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want. I'll yeah, take I, any of the guys in the division. I'm good. Like, I don't want to fight that girl. She's an animal. And like, like. Like, like you said, if Felicia could have done that, but like even Felicia, like I don't even think she trains in Canada. She like, lives in Quebec, but trains in like Arkansas or something, or or like I don't... Florida, I think Florida. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but like it, it's, I think what people are starting to see is like the western side of Canada really start to come out for forever. It was the you know the guys out east, you know George St. Pierre, Rory McDonald, David Loazzo. Patrick Ote, um, guys like that were the face. And now you're seeing a lot more guys like um, Teddy, Teddy Ash. He got his, yeah. his shot on contenders. For Tanner Bozer. Tanner yeah, Bozer. Tan, Tanner Bozer. Um, uh, the Cole Smith. Um, Cole Smith. Uh, Tristan Connolly. Uh, you know, there was like Ryan James. Arjun Bular um, from out here. Uh, who... Who else? And then we have so many guys that are going to be there so soon, like Achilles Estramadura, um, Jamie Horth from The Sound up in Squamish. She's going to be in there very soon. Um, you know, we have fighters like Lupita um, from from Titan MMA. Um, you know, there's there's so many guys. I'm probably – someone's going to get mad at me because I didn't name drop them. But uh, we have so many guys out here that are, are, that are UFC ready. Like so many UFC fighters will come to check Matt. Or they'll come to Revolution, and they'll train with us, and like they're like, "Wow, why didn't we know about you guys?" You know what I mean? And just the all-star of fighters that we have, you know, from guys that like you'll see on the mat every day, like Bibiano Fernandez, um, Jeremy Kennedy, Cole Smith, Craig McLean. Um, then you know, like we have guys that come in, like Shane Campbell. You know what I mean? And there's just such a hot talent bed of fighters in British Columbia, and I think. The more fights that we get out here in the regional scene, um, the more people are going to hear that, like, oh, there's there's contenders in the UFC sitting here in British Columbia. Just people don't know about them yet. Speaking of Canadian MMA, George St. Pierre is getting inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. I was blown away because I thought it already happened. I was like, how's he not yeah. already in there? Uh, what's your thought on, I guess, GSP's status uh, of greatest of all time? Do you have him as number one? Take, take drug testing out of everything, yeah, he is number one. You know, I like, um, I, I do kind of agree with that narrative that you know, he is the graceful unknown number was trying to call me. He's a telemarketer. <laughs> we're, we're all good. Uh, uh, um, you know, GSP is definitely uh, at the top of my list. I mean, the guy, look at what he's done. The guy's, I think, 27 and two, uh, two time, two weight division champion. Most, I, I think he's got the most title fight um, victories. Beat everybody he ever fought. He avenged his two losses. I mean, that he was just such a good example of like how to model your career as an MMA fighter. You know, he was one of the very first guys that was like, an elite world-class fighter in every area. And I remember, like, 
when I went to TriStar for the first time when I was 17 years old uh, and I met him and I would just like, I would uh, hyper obsessively like watch what, like I would study everything he's doing in the gym. I would just model everything. Like I couldn't pay for the pad sessions that he was getting his coat. I was like some broke kid out of high school. So I would just go and like be watching from the corner of my eye while he's hitting pads. And I would be uh, copying his combinations as I'm doing on the bag. And, you know, he's just such a, He's such an inspiring example for what's possible for Canadian fighters. So, um, yeah, I, I was I was shocked. I actually was thinking the same thing when I watched when I watched him get inducted to the Hall of Fame. I'm like, I thought he was already here. Like, I, I assumed I he was. A, yeah, I thought it would have been a no brainer. So, um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. We got a crazy dog here, Pharaoh. All right. So the the little. Uh, the, the platform I got, I guess, from an MMA was based on making matches, uh, matchmaking, and making predictions for fights. We have a big title fight coming up in a month, uh, and we'll stick with the Bantamweight division. Piotr Jan and Jose Aldo. What's your prediction on that fight? Um, I think, you know, I'm going with my boy Jose Aldo. Yeah, it, Jose Aldo is, like, stylistically... He was my favorite fighter to, to watch, like, especially coming up in the sport. I've always really, like, like tried to emulate a lot of how he fought. Um, I don't think I hit as hard as him, so it doesn't work out quite as well for me. But uh, um, I, 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 think, I think Jose Aldo looked amazing in his last fight. That, that, that loss that he has on his record against Marlon Moraes, that definitely isn't a loss. Yeah. I mean... Um, and Piotr Jan, he's very dangerous. Like, he's got knockout power, great wrestling, great ground and pound. But um, he's been shown that he can be hurt in fights. And I think that's just one thing people sleep on just because he he is finishing fights and he's doing so well. I really think Jose could catch him. I, I think it could be big trouble for Piotr Jan. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. But I will say Jose Aldo by decision. And then last question, we'll make it non-MMA related uh, to end on a non-MMA note. What, do you, what, what have you been watching on TV? What video games have you been doing? What sorts of things have you been doing while sick and not training and in quarantine? Uh, well, I almost beat the whole Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, I, I busted out the PlayStation 4. Um, I'm watching F is for Family. Um, and yeah, man, like... I would love to tell you this elaborate story of how I've been incredibly productive. I don't have one. I've, I've been sitting on my ass and that's just, uh, uh, yeah, Netflix. I've been watching like family guy F is for family. I mean, I never get tired of watching South park trailer park boys, all that. I mean, I'm kind of still a child at heart. So, uh, or a kid, I guess, I guess children aren't allowed to watch, uh, South park. It's 18 plus, but, I, uh, I snuck past the parental guidance, so we're good. <laughs> I need to get into the trailer park, boys. They're, like, from up the street. I taught uh, one of their kids how to swim, and I've just never watched the show. No way. <laughs> you got to watch it, man. It, it's the best. Like, if you just like raunchy, like, comedy, and just, like, just the politically incorrectness of it, I don't know. With, like, in a world where, like, there's so much crazy stuff going on right now, people need to, like, laugh more. I think that's, like, very important that, like, we're kind of going through, like, like, I think quarantine's just made people lose their marbles. 
Like everyone's just so angry in the world right now. Like, like I had some guy like on the highway cut me off and then give me the finger. I'm like, like, this is the world we're living in right now. So yeah, if you guys are feeling angry, you're feeling tense, go watch some trailer park boys. It'll be a good laugh for you. All right, man. Great way to end it. All the best. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're back in uh, fighting shortly and hopefully it's in the UFC. Yes, 